Annie McBeal Rewatch podcast where we watch every episode of Annie McBeal through 2018's eyes. Eyes of 2018. That feel good in our heads. <laughs> feel good in our heads. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Laura Jane Parker. I'm Eleanor Parker. And this is your programme today. <laughs> and we are here. We are co-hosts. We are present. We are here. And today we are looking at the playing field, uh, which is <laughs> general playing field. Yeah, today we're just sat looking at the playing field. Any playing field, generic playing field. Okay, we are looking at season one, episode eighteen, the playing field. That's what it's called. Yes, not yes. just the general playing field. <laughs> So, this episode first aired 16th of March, 1998. Okay, cool. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. So, UK number one was My Heart Will Go On by Celine Yes! Oh, Um, so Titanic must have come out. Because yes, and this is actually the second time it was number one. Oh. Because it was number one kind of end of February, which I think we didn't have an episode of Annie Bill because there was like a weird gap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then kind of Frozen came out and Brimful of Ash show. And, and everyone was excited about those. Yeah. And then everyone was and like, no, like, let's get right back <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. So that's now uh, number one again. Woohoo! Um... 20th of March, Wild Things was released. Do you remember that film? No. Yeah, you might. I think it's like, I don't know, I've never seen it all the way through. <laughs> You're like, like, you must remember it. I mean, I've never watched <laughs> no, it. No, it's the one with like Denise Richard and Richards and Nave Campbell and. No. M- I absolutely am 100% Matt sure. Something. I don't know what this is. Matt, not Matt Damon, Matt something else. It's like, it's it's like, I think it's a bit of a cult classic now. I've I think it's a literally bit. literally don't know what you're saying. It's about. like really, it's well known for like being, like it has like a famous threesome scene with Denise Richards and Neve Campbell and the other guy. What the fuck is his name? Um, Wild Things. I don't know this one. I've literally you never do. heard of it. You do. I think you must do. No, I don't think I have. I was too busy. Matt Dillon. That's it. I knew And Kevin Bacon. But I think I must have just been concentrating on Titanic. You must, like, Look, do you not? No. No? I've literally never seen that before. I've seen bits of it. Well, I was only interested in the <laughs> so... For but a blockbuster, I've like never, sexual I've scenes. never, I've never gone back there. All right, okay. Anyway, <sighs> who died? I feel like that's no your one's. I've got died. no, no. I've not got any deaths this 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 time. Thank God. So twenty eighth of March, South Park first aired on British ah! TV and Sky One. Topical butters, mm-hmm. butters, yeah. <laughs> and twenty ninth of March, BBC America is launched in the USA. Oh, what did they have before? Just world, the world. Literally, I mean, like BBC World Service. I think so, yeah, Yeah. something like that. Ah, 
Huh. So is that showing like BBC like dramas and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Unmissable drama. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, right. Well, I guess we should get into the playing field then. We should. So the first scene we have is Ali is back at therapy. God knows how much money she's paying yeah. for all of this. Um, at the weekend, because I thought I've oh, got she's that in, like because she's in casual clothing, clothing. So I'm thinking it's the weekend. Yes, I think you are correct in your assumption. There's no way she'd ever wear jeans at the office. <laughs> so um, she's talking about the dancing, dancing baby, baby again and saying hockey. that he was playing hockey. And Tracy says, "Is he good?" <laughs> Ali says, "I don't know. I don't watch hockey." It's cruel to the animals to make them skate. And I was like, what type of hockey is she talking about? Yeah, she says it's cruel to the animals to dress them up and make them skate like that. And I'm wondering whether there's some kind of halftime show where they... I mean, I've seen hockey. Like a circus? I I've, don't know. No, I've, well, maybe in the 90s. I don't but know. I literally know... I've seen ice um, hockey several times and that... I've never happen. seen it, so. They did drive a car onto the rink at halftime and then people had to, like, play a game, like, shoot some pucks in the goal to win the car. Oh, well, that sounds fun. That, there were no animals, though. There were no animals. That's good. <laughs> anyway, okay. Tracy's advice, though, to Ali is saying that obviously trying to make friends with Chucky hasn't worked, so kick his ass. And Ali's like, what? And she's like, kick the baby's bottom. <laughs> she's like, your unconscious is taunting you. And then she's like, okay, how's the water? Are you still doing the underwater thing? Yeah, and Ali's like, some less. And Tracy's like, some less. She was like, next week, let's work on whole sentences. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> and Ali's like, isn't it your job to tell you what it means? And she's like, all right, you've met a man, you're not feeling so underwater, you're a little weakling. <laughs> yes. Um, and Ali's like, no, I'm not a weakling. And Tracy says, I skipped many classes, but this underwater thing, it's fear. And now that you're with somebody, and Ali's like, I'm not with anybody. And Tracy's like, the doctor. And I was like, I'm not with him. But Tracy's like, the idea that you could be has made you less afraid. Gee, you could latch onto a husband. Your, Your life's not a total waste. waste. <laughs> and that's why you're not feeling so underwater. Are, Are you, you the, the all-American all little weakling? And I was like, I am here for this. <laughs> Tea is served. Yes. <laughs> On a full tea set. <laughs> And Ali's like pissed off because she's like, yeah. I'm not a weakling. And Tracy's like, oh, come on. You need a man. You're afraid of a baby. And Ali's like, I'm not. And Tracy's like, then kick his little bottom. And Ali's like, this is not normal therapy. And, and Tracy she's like, goes, you're not a normal person. <laughs> and I was like, this is so funny. So good. And yeah, and Ali goes, well, therapists aren't even supposed to use the word normal. And Tracy's like, well, you used it first. And then Ali says, I don't need you giving me crap. My roommate does it for free. Yes. So Tracy's then like, look, this is what you're going to do. And she tells, and Ali kind of sits down because she's gotten up and been like, I don't need this. Um, Tracy was like, you're going to walk through the water. When you feel like drowning, you stand on your feet and you walk. You just walk. But first, the baby. Get him. And Ali's like, get him. And she's like, get him. And then Ali's like, like, noise. Like, she's determined. Like, <laughs> she like, squints her eyes up and like, determined nod. Like. <laughs> I'm gonna get it um, and then we're straight into credits it's so okay. I'm glad that Ali is still continuing to see Tracy um, yes. and I'm glad that Tracy has all the tea yes. which to serve <laughs> uh, yeah so we come back straight after credits and Greg and Ali are in the car and they're like driving yeah Greg is driving on the way to work I assume I don't know because why would they be driving like he hasn't no been... they do it is because they say later on in the episode that 
they'd gotten coffee before work. Before work, yeah, yeah. you're right. So that's what it is. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So which is a really weird thing to do, in my opinion. Is like, it? in terms of let's meet up before work well, and have a busy. coffee. And that seems weird to me. Um, well, I suppose he's a doctor, so he has yeah. different kind of shifts, yeah. doesn't he? I think they're just trying to make time. Yeah, yeah, time. that would make sense. I don't think that's weird. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, so anyway, Ali's obviously been telling Greg about Tracy. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> Greg's going, she doesn't sound like a real doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Ali's like, sometimes I think it's a joke, but John isn't really a prankster. Um, but Greg's like, look, does she make you feel better? And Ali's like, I feel more free. And then uh, Greg's like, oh, well, I'm certainly for that. And they're kind of just, like, looking at each other. And yeah, like they're looking, kind of smiling, smiling sweetly at each other. And I was like, I've got a note that says, God, Glenn is cute. He is, <laughs> he is a dream boat. Such like a that dream is. boat. Just who he is. Uh, but then there's a close-up on a stop sign and a big, like, zoom in on it. Yeah. And then there's a crashing Screech, noise. like, car yeah. screeching and a crash. And then... She's it like, cuts back to Ali's face and she's like, oh! And Greg's like, oh my god, are you okay? And Ali's like laughing, like, oh yeah, oh god, I have these fantasies sometimes and, and I saw your smile and then I just saw a stop sign and then we like hit somebody and Greg was like, no, we, we did actually and hit that somebody. That all happened, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's when they're like, oh shit! And they like get out and um, the other driver gets out of his car and is like screaming at um, yeah, like, Greg. What like, is what wrong fuck? with you? Yeah, because they've just hit him. He's like, you just went right through a stop sign. Um, and Greg is asking the driver if he's alright as well and, and the, the, the driver's like oh I don't know I'm a little bit shaken and the Greg is just about to go it's, he's like can't believe this happened yeah. and he's just all like oh my god I can't believe you know I really didn't see and then Ali just like jumps in how this possibly could have happened Yeah, because she's like don't admit like yeah and and she turns to the other driver and he's like were you speeding and he's like was I speeding and Greg goes I wasn't looking. And, and Ali goes, like, to be involved <laughs> in an accident today. <laughs> and it's like, we, we certainly, certainly were not. not. <laughs> and she's like, let's just exchange information. Do you wear glasses? And the, the, the driver's like, does it look like it? And they just, she's like, let's just exchange information. There's no need for anybody to admit liability here. Yes. And that's when the driver's like, you're oh, one of them. You're one of them. Yeah. And, and she's, she's like, like you're a, she's basically, he's like, you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. I, I can, can tell. tell, yeah. And she's like, so what are you? An accountant? And he's like, looks quite embarrassed. And she's like, oh, uh, okay. Because clearly he is he's an accountant. An accountant. Um, and she's, she's like, like, oh, I can yeah, count. I do, really, yeah. And he's like, you meant it. I saw it. But yeah. that's the thing. I really do not enjoy Ali going all lawyery like here. Like, I mean, it, I, I guess it's just reflex, isn't it? Because it's her job. I know, but it is Greg's fault that she they crashed. He was not looking where he was driving. I think he what was she's too saying busy is staring we don't, at Ali. Yeah, but you don't know from the other side what could have happened. Like it could not necessarily be entirely Greg's fault. The other guy could have been speeding. Yeah, like, but I, I, I just, I, if I was Greg, I'd be really put off by what she's doing here. Like, I'd just be like, the fact that she is so aggressively tr- um, trying to. I think she's just trying <sighs> to say that it's grey. Yeah, and I, I, a, I, I don't think it is. Well, but I think B, you can't know that if you've only seen one side of it. She's right, but. He was not looking at the road. No, but you don't know what the other person was doing. The other person could have needed glasses. He could have been speeding. Like, there's two... But, uh, 
But he was not looking at the road. Like, I'm like... Yeah, but then, it, but is it... Does that mean that, you know, if he wasn't looking at the road, but the other guy was also speeding, does that mean it's entirely Greg's fault? No. I think you need to be looking at the road when you're driving a car. Yeah, I'm not saying and, you don't. I'm just saying if it's crash, not all Greg's fault... I then think it is. I don't think you can say that. I, I think you can. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> well, you're allowed to disagree, but I think it's all Greg's fault. I really do. He wasn't looking at the road. No. And he missed a stop sign. Yeah, but but I, what she's saying is it's not that clear cut. I think it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. It fucking isn't. Have you gotten into a crash where you weren't looking at the road no. and that's why you're so upset? No. I'm just saying that it's not that clear cut. Okay. <laughs> well, it isn't. Like, you just don't know. He could have been, like, if he's driving but I do know, blind, I do know that he actually wasn't looking where he was going. He was looking straight at Ali and just ignoring what was ever going on here. So like, that's okay for people to just be speeding then and no, causing but, accidents? But, but, but it, it's very clear. I, I, I really think it's his fault. I really do. Well, look, Eleanor, I because even your if he's with Greg no, but if he's speeding, <laughs> you know, and, and he's speeding, <laughs> what it is. you love Greg so much. No, I'm yeah, I see. You can't be objective. It's all become very clear. I can be objective. <laughs> it is objection. <laughs> you need to back off. Greg is not the only one that could be at fault here. Yeah, but and if someone was speeding, if he was actually looking where he was going, he could have stopped. Not necessarily. But he would have seen the stop sign and he would have stopped anyway. So if he was speeding, he wouldn't have mattered because it would have speed past, past him. He would have stopped at the stop, stop sign. Doesn't, stop doesn't mean that you can't go at no, some no, point. No, 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 but it means you pause and you look. Yeah, so what if, what if, I know he didn't, but like he didn't. <laughs> but they're far enough away for me to if they're going at a normal speed for me to pull out but then it's not until you've pulled out that this person is actually like speeding like it's then that is, you're in the wrong no then that is that person's fault because yeah, you've done everything right it doesn't matter that but it doesn't matter that in a way if that person it doesn't matter if you're not looking at the if road if that person and you're driving. is speeding <laughs> and you also aren't looking at the road then you're both at fault yeah, that can happen. Yes, but I so don't, what I'm I, saying I don't is think... we don't know that they're not. <laughs> Leave Greg alone, Eleanor. Stop me saying <laughs> For God's sake. Okay, all right. Right, okay. So, Annie's really just being did not protective. <laughs> Annie is just oh, doing shocked. her job and protecting <laughs> a fine, upstanding citizen. <laughs> And doing the right thing. <laughs> okay, so, you say so. The next scene, I do. <laughs> the next scene is the weekly meeting, um, but it's like before at uh, Cake and Fish, so it's like yes. before it starts. In the com- um, is it in the conference? Yeah, they're in they the will be. Room, yeah. But um, ri- but it's like kind of before it starts because Richard is sort of standing behind his seat at the head of the table, and Elaine is still pouring the coffee, and they're talking about they're not talking about yes. work. And Billy makes a very good point of he just went through the stop sign. Look, <laughs> you just stop. Look, how have we got to this place, Eleanor, where you are anti-Greg but pro-Billy? Like, what is this? 
news. That's what it is. Um, anyway, Elaine was like, what are you doing in his car so early in the morning? Did you two spend the night together? If you don't mind me and asking. everyone looks uncomfortable. <laughs> and Ali's like, we did not spend the night together. We met for coffee. And yes, I do mind you asking. <laughs> And Richard goes, we just take an interest in you personally, Ali. Bygones. <laughs> and then they talk about Eva, Eva Curry, Curry. Which is, they've obviously mentioned this last week. Um, it was the case that oh, everyone was hit up about having. Because they Georgia think it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, Billy was upset with Richard for taking it because he was like, it's a shit Has case. no merit. Um, so anyway, Richard's saying they brought a 12B motion to dismiss. And then we hear two cowbells. <laughs> Um, and Richard goes, I thought I'd ask you it myself. And John just goes, Poughkeepsie. And everyone's like, what? What? Yeah. And oh, yeah, he it's the first time yeah. he says Poughkeepsie. Yeah. yeah. He explains that he's located a word to help him control his stuttering. He's been using it instead of going da 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 da. Um, because obviously he clearly got stuck on the song and wasn't able to return. So it's just kind of like a, I don't know, something to jolt you out of that like repetitive pattern yeah 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 and Richard's like Poughkeepsie and John's like yeah and Richard's like isn't that a town in Rhode Island and John's like it's just the phonetics it's not there's nothing like the the meaning in it yeah Yeah. Um, and then he starts stuttering again and he goes Poughkeepsie Um, and then Richard's like back to the case and George is like there is no case how do we make a case for sexual harassment when she hasn't been harassed and R- Richard says again, race ipso retainer, which he said last episode and I thought was funny. Yes, yeah, he keeps going back to that. Well, because it's not a real thing. Yeah. That's why it's funny. And he says, we'll meet with the woman, she'll say whatever, we'll argue it. And Billy's like, Richard. And Richard goes, don't talk to me about boundaries, Billy. We're, We're pioneers. pioneers. <laughs> Upwards and onwards. And he walks off. And then Billy goes, We're pioneers. And everyone just looks glum. <laughs> like, real glum. Real unimpressed. So that was a really motivating way to kick off the week sort of yeah. Uh, so yeah so then we're in the unisex and Ali is washing her hands and mm. she's sort of talking with John because he's um, he's not there he, we realise he's in the stall but she's yeah. um, saying she's a little aggressive with me John meaning Tracy yes um, and John's in the stall and he's sort of saying out from in the stall that's just how she is she comes right at you and she charges him double time if he takes a moment yeah which i think is exactly what tracy would do with john Um, but john's like she gets results i'm working on on a new courtship smile to connote adorability and shyness yeah and then he demonstrates it to ali it's so sweet it's so funny it's just kind of like he's like Bashfully like look and then looks up, up and then looks aside really with a like cute little half smile. Um Ali just looks a bit like Huh. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> that's great and it's adorable. And then Elaine comes in and she's telling Ali that she's got a call from someone called Oren Cooley, who is the lawyer who's representing the man she ploughed into. <laughs> says will you be handling it and Ali's like he's already got a lawyer and Elaine's like shall I set up a meeting and Ali's like well technically I'm a witness but go ahead I mean she is right technically she's yeah. a witness so she probably shouldn't, shouldn't be, be doing any of Greg. this yeah yeah but anyway and then Elaine says hi John and then John does his courtship smile back at Elaine and Elaine's like all proud and she's like oh excellent, excellent. <laughs> It's really funny. It is cute. I love it. And I do, um, I think John's, he's doing a good job with this smile therapy. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But I love the idea that, because obviously 
he must have told Elaine that this is what he's doing and shown it to her. And yeah. she's been like encouraging him and being like, yeah. you know, show me your smile. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then Greg is in Ali's office because obviously I guess Ali's been like, you should come round because he's got a lawyer. Um, yeah. And Greg's like, he's suing me. Um, and it's like, you shouldn't be that surprised that he's got a lawyer involved. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you can't have an accident. And Ali's like, I think he just wants to get some quick, quick money. money. I'll just meet him. And Greg's like, did he get hurt? And Ali was like, no, but that's why I was trying to steer you away from admitting anything because the way things are today, it'd almost be unconstitutional for him not to yeah. sue you. And Greg just looks disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he starts kind of staring at her in this kind of like really mesmerised fashion. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you're so dreamy, Greg. You're so dreamy. Um, but then Annie continues and says she's going to bring in John because she could be a witness. So I'm glad she's recognised that. Yes. At least. Um, and Greg was like, a witness for him, you could be like a witness for, for the other side because you saw that I was distracted a little and he smiles at her and then like music starts in the background like instrumental yes. like fun sexy music oh this guy's in love with you yeah isn't you it? see yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. by Bacharach yeah mm -hmm. and Ali's like yeah I saw something like that and then see <laughs> yeah well she's still right not to admit liability though um Ugh. so anyway Greg and then Greg and then there's all this staring and then Greg yes. suddenly goes I better go and then the records there's a record uh, scratch yeah. and he's like I've got patients waiting and Ali's like oh okay uh, I'll keep you posted and Greg kind of leaves and Ali looks confused and then she like smells her wrist because <laughs> yeah. she's like do I smell like I'm why just, does he just leave which I'm just like well why is her first thought that Greg has been put off by the way she smells rather than he has a life and a job, and he has to go do it. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Like, we all know that she doesn't care. She's instantly like, oh, must be something wrong with me if well, also, had to go. She's, she clearly doesn't care about office hours, because, like, last episode, she barely <laughs> spent any time in the office. She was constantly either... Either at therapy, therapy or boxing. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so then... And that was in the middle of trial as well, that which was, she probably yeah. should have been yeah. in the office. <laughs> So yeah, so then then the next scene we have is Billy is meeting with Eva Curry uh, along with Georgia and getting her some tea. And Eva Curry is played by Christine Dunford, who um, I think she was in she was in Boston Legal for a bit in sort of from two thousand six to two thousand seven. David E. Kelly's other show. Yeah, um, and she's also done quite a lot of bit parts, so people may recognise okay. her from yeah. things. But um, yeah, so they're getting her some tea um, for the meeting, and whilst that's happening, uh, Billy's asking her about uh, the case, basically. So he's saying, so she, so he never asked for sex, and um, Eva's saying, well, I never even met him. Um, and Georgia's saying, so there's no hostile working at environment, no sexually charged atmosphere, like none of the usual things that you would mm. have in a sexual harassment case. And Eva's like, no. Um, and Richard, that's when we see Richard is also there too. He's standing behind his chair again. He never, yeah. like, sits in a chair. He's no. Like standing. Stand, um, yeah. And Georgia's like, but you're claiming sexual harassment because, like, Georgia's like, I don't get it, like, what's happening? Um, and Eva's like, well, some of the other women who have been promoted have granted him sexual favours. If I've been left back for not granting favours, it seems to make little difference that I've not been asked to do so. And then Richard's like, excellent. And he's just, like, really yeah. loving the absurdity yeah. of this logic. Yeah. And Georgia's like, wait, wait wait, the other women got their promotions as a result of sexual favours. And Eva's like, well, I can't say that for sure. But 
he so he'd never and and George is like but what and Eva's like well Mr Tyler is a nice man he'd never ask for anything quid pro quo but it sort of becomes clear you know you've heard the way that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach and George is like yes and she's like well evidently with Mr Tyler it's not through his stomach and, and so Billy and Georgia kind of look at each other yeah. and Billy looks confused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is odd. I mean, we'll probably go into this in the real time. Yeah. It's I, odd logic. It, I don't know that it is. I, I don't... To, if you think about the 90s sexual harassment laws. Yes. I, and I don't... I, I just don't think it should be fit into under sexual harassment. No. It should fit in somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll come I, into this yeah, in the retrial. I think, yeah. But um, I just think, I can see why they're struggling, especially in the time period that they're in, to understand why how she's going to sue them. Because they're like, well, wait, there's no, well, there's no precedent for this. Like, yeah, why would we do I, this? I, I just think it's it it's just in the under the wrong heading, yeah. effectively. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we're in court, and they're basically discussing exactly this with the judge. Yes. And he's saying hang on a minute, so your clients never even met this man? And Richard's like, correct, because obviously Richard is arguing it, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, and the judge says, so he's never harassed her? And Richard's like, correct. And the judge says, but other women who are promoted had relations with him? And he's like, yes. And he's like, so your client is suing him for actions with other women? And Richard's like, yes. And then there's like, like a pause, and he says, do we win? Do we win? <laughs> and I'm like, no, what am I missing? And this is where the opposing counsel comes in, and is like, exactly. And then Richard comes in and says, look, the laws are meant to prevent women from being victimised by sex in the workplace. She has been victimised. If others go up by offering sex, but she stays in the same place by not offering sex, it's the same result. No sex, no advancement. What if women get the message to get a little ahead? You need to give a little. And then, and then Billy, Billy and, and George the... are like, Richard! <laughs> <laughs> and the judge says, counsel, like telling him off. And Richard says, If you have a boss who's influenced by sexual affection, the women who choose not to exert that influence are penalised. Race up the de facto quid pro quo, he put up his penis. <laughs> and I was just like, he really is a master of language. <laughs> Latin language, particularly. Uh, I laughed a lot at that. And, and Billy and Jordan just looked really confused. Yeah. And the judge is like, I would like a short evidentiary hearing to see if this is even tenable. Um, and the opposing counsel is understandably a bit annoyed because he's like, on this theory, if a boss has an affair with any woman who's promoted, every woman could sue. And Richard's like, he said it. Do we win? <laughs> So then we have a new scene. Ali is at home in her jammies yeah. and her Harvard sweater. Um, and she comes <laughs> out of the bathroom and Renee is on the couch. And Ali is talking about Greg and how he makes her really so nervous that she sweats. Yes. Um, she said, if he's in my office for more than two minutes, I get pitted. <laughs> and Renee's like, well, if you like him, you're supposed to get nervous. Like, that's the whole test. I wouldn't even bother to see a guy twice if I don't get pitted. And Ali's like, really? Why can't I just be poor? when it counts yes. he's charming handsome he's a doctor and Renee goes into this gives her this tip of like well when she's nervous yeah she sticks her breasts out because that's where she feels confident yeah, yeah. and and Ali's like she's like what and she's like well not like really but just sort in of in, in, in my head yeah I just 
stick my breasts up because men tend to go for my breasts before they get to know me so it just makes her feel more self-confident yeah and Ali was like I'd love to find my esteem in your bosom but (laughs) (laughs) and so Renee's like well what do men go for with you what really makes me laugh is the way she says it she's like so what do men go for with you like what? I'm confused. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so much shade for me. <laughs> and so Ali's funny. like, I don't know. And she says, probably my eyes. And she like bats her eyelashes. And Renee's like, men don't go for eyes. She's like looking really confused. She's like, nah, that's no, not that's a big lie. It's like, and then she kind of looks she's up like, and down with like a else? furrowed brow. Yeah, she's like, like what, like, what could like, they how possibly... could I possibly solve this mystery? Yeah. Like, what um, do men see in you? And then Ali says her lips. And, and Renee's like, well, good. So if you get nervous, just think lips. And she's like, and, and Ali's almost dismissing her, like, oh, please. And Renee's like, no, Ali, your therapist is good, but there are some things I know. Yeah. Trust me. And Ali's like, I'm not talking about little flirt games. She says, that song, Good Night, My Someone, the one I sing every night, this could be someone and Renee like raises her eyebrows and walks off and, and then she, like, as she goes past think lips. yeah she says that <laughs> and then Annie looks Annie goes and she like has a pocket mirror on the couch that she pulls out of her handbag and yes. she like looks at she her starts, like, self in the mirror yeah. in the mirror and then you see behind her Renee's like peeking behind her door <laughs> and sees, watching her. sees her imagining counting at Greg which was funny um, so then we have a new scene it's the next day and Billy, Georgia and Richard are walking uh, doing a walk and talk in the office Yeah. and Billy's like he's not going to deny the relationships um, and, and and Georgia's saying even so maybe I just don't have the pioneer and Richard spirit. goes attitude Georgia and Georgia's like I've got attitude Richard and um, so they're just still coming to terms with this like Billy and Georgia are clearly not enamoured with the premise of no, the case whereas no. Richard's like you just gotta plough on through because this is our client this is the argument money. Yeah. so then while this is happening Ali comes in she checks her messages at the front desk or well whatever. I was like is this what memos are yeah I think like so. where you go to the desk and they've got like a little Must be. stack of cards because you remember yeah. really early on in they the were like, series they were like I'm gonna send a memo we were like how does that work <laughs> But I still think it's weird. Yeah, oh yeah. But I guess they didn't really have any other way of doing it. Anyway, she's doing that and she hears the Uga Chaka again. Um, And then she she sees, she looks over and she sees a small person um, with their back to them in a suit and she assumes that it's the Uga Chaka because she's hearing the music. And so she takes Tracy's advice and basically karate kicks him. Like in in slow motion. Yeah, like in slow-mo. Except when it comes out of slow-mo, it's not a hallucination. Because John John has screamed, (laughs) Annie! (laughs) And then, like, this woman comes over and is like, Oren! And John's like, oh my god, are you alright? Is anything broken? Are you okay? And Ali's realising that it's... She's like, oh my god. And it's like, my god, my god. And John is like, are you sure you're okay? And then Ali kind of kicks into gear and is like, oh my god, are you alright? I'm so sorry. And uh, Oren, so clearly this is Oren Cooley um, that they were talking about earlier. Oren says, I think. And then Ali says, I thought you were someone else. Like, like, that makes it okay. And Oren's like telling everyone that he's fine. 
and and Ali's like, "Are you sure? I kicked you really hard." And He's the like, mum, yes, the, his, his mum, we, we go, "Yes, you did." And then Ali looks really pissed, and I'm like, "You can't be pissed off. Like yeah, you definitely you just kicked just him. karate kicked a small person exactly." Into the door. Um, and then Oren turns to Ali and goes, "You're a mean, mean woman." And Ali's like, "I am so, so sorry." <laughs> And John then introduces him. It's like, this is Oren Cooley. He represents the other driver. And there's like a swipe kind of smash cut of Ali's head. Like, huh? Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. How can he be like a lawyer? Yeah. Like, what is happening? And then John's like, could you excuse us for a second? Because he can clearly see that from Ali's face. She's needs some help getting up to speed. <laughs> um, and Oren is like, yeah, I could use a second myself. And then Ari- Ali is like just staring at him like half curious but half just I would say rude like yeah. being yeah. really blatantly yeah. like what the hell are you yeah yeah which is completely rude I should say at this point Oren Cooley was played by an actor called Josh Evans Josh um, Ryan Evans yeah and he um sadly died in 2002 at 20 years old um mm. uh, of a congenital heart condition so it you was, don't see him in much more no things. he's he was born with a form of dwarfism yeah and uh, uh, it was a medical procedure yes. that he had uh, died from complications. Yes. So he must have been, if he died in 2002 at 20, he must have been, what, 15, 15. or something here? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Ali's like being very rude. <laughs> and yes. then John like pulls her to one side. So they're in Ali's office and Ali's kind of sitting at her desk being told by John that he's a lawyer and he's a child prodigy and that he's actually a very good one and Ali's kind of stunned. She's like oh that's just ridiculous even for this office he looks like he's four years old. And I have a very frowny face at Ali's judgment at this point because I'm Mm. just like no this isn't cool. Like I understand he's not your everyday lawyer but people come in all shapes and sizes and you can't just be like just based on how how he looks yeah. yeah but John then corrects her and says no he's almost 10 um, and it's a hormone deficiency that prevents his growth and Ali's like that little boy is almost 10 years old like she's incredulous yeah. like she can't believe it and I'm like believe it it's happening like, like yeah. what's the problem and yeah he, and John's like he's a genius he went through a law school in 11 months and, and, and then Ali goes <laughs> So he's real. Others see him. It's not just me. And John's like, he's real. Yes, he's, he is real. So oh my God. I don't really know what to do with Ali at no, this moment in time. I, I mean, I think as we'll go through the episode, like there are some yes. valid concerns around this child practicing law. Yeah, but at but, this point, but at this point, she's just like, but he's so tiny. Yeah, at yeah. this point, she's just um, incredulous that at his size and his uh, appearance as he comes across to people and like seems to think that her refuting it out loud as crazy seems to somehow mean that it might go away like you can't just change it by being like (laughs) that man is that boy is like like you know, but he looks. But he looks this, and I'm like, well, doesn't no, yeah, what you think it's like this? The stupid conversation. Yeah, yeah. I find yeah. it odd. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and and rude. Like, yes, really. Yeah. So yeah. So then they go to an, another scene, and it's the meeting with Oren in the conference um, room for, yeah. about the the incident with Greg's car. And Oren's in like work mode, so he's yeah. like, "I'll be brief. Give me what I want. I'll go away. I'm looking for 125 for punitive damages." And all Ali can do is go, how old are you really? And John's like, Ali. And Ali's like, 
I don't even know what punitive is. How old? And I'm like, this is so inappropriate. And also I'm like, you're a lawyer. How can you not know what punitive means? Well, I think she's just being like facetious. For the sake yeah. of it, being like, you shouldn't know what it means because yeah. you're young. But it's, Oren, Oren takes it in his stride because he just goes, I'll be 10 in less than a month. Ms. McBeal, you kicked me. I think you should play nice. Good, good point. point. <laughs> and Ali's like, I'm sorry, I can't. Can I take a moment? And I'm like, this is so inappropriate. You so cannot, rude. if yeah. someone's there in a professional capacity, it doesn't matter what they look like, it doesn't matter what how, how old, old they are, are from your perspective, yeah. like it's not your job to be judging in yeah. this way. Yeah. And yeah. I just think this is you may not have concerns okay. for his well being for yeah. practicing law so young, but I don't think that's where this is coming from at no, this point. In at time. this point it's she just, just can't she just finds him bizarre. Yeah. And it's, And that's all to do with his size. Yeah. yeah. And I just find it really I'm like, no, this isn't cool. No. And no. she manages to kind of, I mean, we'll get into it as we get later into the episode. As you say, there are some valid concerns there. But at this point, that is not where not this, where is, this coming is stemming from. Not where this is stemming from, no, no. But anyway, Ali asks if she can take a moment. Oren says, take as long as you need, I'll be back. He gets off the chair and he's short enough that he can walk under the table without having to go around it to get out the now, door. if he's, do you think, do you think they doctored that image? Like, do you think he was that short? Because I, I can't, I'm not... Because he was three foot I mean, two inches. And I'm just kind of like... Whereas in that scene, he walks easily underneath the table. Like, he doesn't have to crouch or I anything. Mean, the point of... Even if they didn't have to doctor it and they just directed him to go under the table, the point was to say... Look how tiny he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't this bizarre? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he walks under the table to leave, and Ali and John both take, like, moments. Yes. With them, like, pinching the bridge of their nose. Yeah. Um, and really, I want us to take a moment, but for entirely different reasons. In different reasons, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't with both of you. Anyway, um, it's just, like, a lack of respect. Yes. Yeah. I know he is a child, but he is also acting but as a you, professional. Yeah, and children deserve respect yeah, as well. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we're in court and the... I don't think we ever get his name. The it's boss. Mr. Tyler. She, we do get his name. Oh, Mr. She Tyler. Says, like, I, <laughs> I've called him Boss Man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it's Mr. Tyler. And he, uh, opposing counsel is questioning him. Yeah, he's on the stand. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're talking about the affairs or, or the inc- you know the incidents that he had with the other women. Yeah. And he's like, they all initiated it, and and opposing counsel's like, and you promoted them, and he's like, yeah, eventually. And was uh, opposing counsel says, was there any quid pro quo arrangement? You know, did they proposition you? And I'll do he's this like, if absolutely you do. not. Yeah. Nothing like that. So then Billy crosses and says, so the three female employees that you happen to have had sex with were also the women you happen to have promoted. That's a coincidence. And Mr. Tyler says, well, I didn't say that. And Billy's like, it wasn't a coincidence. And he's like, well, let's be realistic. When you're intimate, you're invested in that person's future and people do tend to promote their friends. Maybe that's what happened. Uh, I guess he's kind of saying like unconsciously. But he says, but I will say the promotions had nothing to do with sexual favours. If I didn't think they could do the job, they never would have been advanced. And I've just got to know that says, oh, please. Yeah, I am just like, yeah, I I think we'll come to this in the retrial, but I just, yeah, I think it's really, I find it really strange the way 
Billy and Georgia are acting like this is a silly case. Yeah, it's because I'm just like not. this is this is so. There are so many things wrong. issues going on here. It's so inappropriate. Yeah, um, and and that thing of like, oh, when you're intimate with a person, you tend to become invested in their future. It's oh, like, I just but you should be invested in everyone's future. Yeah, like all your employees. And you shouldn't be tending to promote your friends. Like, yeah, you shouldn't just be like, oh, that's just a thing that people do. And so I get that. And I get what he's. I do get what he's saying. This doesn't make it right, but it is a thing that you know you network and you get jobs and you get better jobs often by virtue of people you know you know people say it's not what you know it's who you know yes taking sexual relations out of it but that's networking but i don't necessarily think i don't know it's hard Uh, yeah networking is one thing but networking is not sexual relations just being even if they are seemingly disconnected it's a professional context and he will is your boss so they can never really be disconnected yeah you've got a duty of being, you've, you're in a position of power, yeah, and it's never gonna not, it's never gonna not influence yeah, you. Yeah, and just, I just, and it could be for good or for worse. Because yeah. if you have a sexual relationship with someone that you employ and it goes badly, you know, it turns sour, then you're obviously gonna have a conscious or unconscious bias against promoting. Yeah, yeah. So I, just, I mean, this is a very murky like practice that he's yeah, got. Yeah, like there. it's just like, how can you not see what? you're doing is really unprofessional. Morally, morally ambiguous yeah. at best. Anyway, Billy's saying, you know, if you'd have gotten to know my client better, you would have invested in her future, you think? And he's like, well, possibly. So then Billy goes into, well, what's your typical work day? And Mr. Tyler says, I'm in meeting after meeting. Billy gets him to admit that he never really takes time to take lunch. Mm. Um, so Billy says, so basically, the only real opportunity to get to know you is after hours. And Mr. Tyler's like, well, I guess that's fair. And then Georgia kind of gives this little smile to Yeah, because like, it's just like, yeah, we've... Well, I think it's to be like, we've kind of got him on something in yeah. terms of the only way we scored a, point a person yeah. can get to know you is if they approach you after hours. Yes. Yeah. So then Greg is with um, Ali in a new scene in Starbucks and bringing her a coffee. And Ali has been telling him that she kicked down a little person. Um, I don't know what the politically correct term is for... uh, I think it is little person. I don't know what they prefer to be called. I mean, obviously, ideally you wouldn't just refer to them in terms of what they look like. But, I mean, it's relevant in this case. Yeah, I think it is little person is, like, the non-offensive term for it. But, obviously, if we get that wrong, please let us know. Like, I don't want to be hurting anyone <laughs> who does no. um yeah i'm like ali yeah exactly um, so she so greg is like nine years old and ali's like he'll be 10 in a month and greg's like you kicked him and ali's like i didn't know he was real i thought he was pretend and i'm like because that makes everything <laughs> well, then, i've got no here going get out greg get out yeah. <laughs> um so greg says you only can pretend people and greg's kind of laughing and ali's like don't smile at me like that that got you into this accident you you smiled first and greg says well i think it was your smile and during this conversation (laughs) ali is imagining her lips kind of pouting and getting bigger and like the music is swelling and greg's like such a dangerous smile and then there's a deflating sound as the lips almost like go back to normal 
normal because yeah. he's like, I stay too long, I'm late for a procedure. And he gets up and like makes a swift exit again yeah. and says he'll call her later. And Ali like smacks her head on the table. Yeah. Like, what is going on? I'm yes. like, he's a busy man, Ali. Yeah, he has lives to save. But, like, he's clearly. Pig livers to put in, <laughs> in people <Yeah. laughs> without <laughs> their consent. <laughs> Stop signs to run. <laughs> Cars to plough into. <laughs> oh dear. Eyes, eyes to stare into. Yeah, no, he's um he's clearly into her. Oh yeah. Like he is. I, so I don't know what her problem is. Anyway. His problem is. Her problem. His problem? No, he's just going to work. Oh yeah. Like okay. she's the one that's making Sorry, it. Sorry, I got deal. really confused. <laughs> Clearly. Yes. Anyway, right. so, so now we're in the therapist office again. Hooray! Tracy. Our favourite time. And she says, he's afraid of you. Why make that your problem? He's afraid. <laughs> and I was like, I love her. Um, and then, and, and Ali's like, well, why? And Tracy says, he's interested. And Ali goes, well, men are supposed to pounce when they're interested. And I was like, like, nice Ugh. toxic gender stereotypes no. there, Ali. And then Tracy goes, hello, they pounce on the wrong girls. With the right girl, they turn into bumbling chickens. And then she like lifts her glasses and goes, "You dropped your head on the table, didn't you?" And she, Ali's like, "How did you know?" And she's like, "You've got butter on your forehead. <laughs> you might want to wipe it off and before like, your next session with the midget." Oh which yeah. Which is like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then Ali, to be fair, corrects her and says, "Little person, not midget." Yeah. Um, and I've got a yes. Well done, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she wipes off the butter and she gets up and then she says, "Tracy." Can I call you Tracy? And Tracy goes, no, and don't stand either. Down you go. And down she points go. at the sofa and Ali sits down. And she kind of folds her arms, fed up. And she yeah. says, um, Ali says, Greg's not afraid of me. I have a good radar, I think. He's picking up on my uh, Which I'm like, do you have a good radar, Ali? Because yeah. I'm not convinced that you do. <laughs> she thinks that he's picking up on Ali's fear because it, it's making him uncomfortable. Um, you know, it's a great. he's a great guy and he makes me nervous. And Tracy and goes, same song. Well, I'm just like, I think he's picking up on my fear and that sort of thing. It's like, well, why why can't he be nervous too? Why can't you just be nervous about each other? Like, like that's the thing. Yeah, like that is... Maybe he's pitted. So Tracy says, theme song. And Ali's like, I tried, it's not enough. And Tracy goes, hmm, bugger. <laughs> Which I really enjoyed that little, like, Britishism. Um, and then she says, you need pips. Because Tracy Ullman, yeah, isn't she British? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's British, but she spent a lot of time in, in America. America. Yeah, and yeah. then she's come back to Britain fairly recently, I think. Oh, has she? Um, I think she's bi-coastal, so she has places in both um, countries. But yeah, so yeah, she became more famous in America first. Okay. I, yes. Actually, I don't know if that is true. No, she was semi-famous sure. here, but then made it really big in America. Yeah, and then. Well, you know, and then was also big here, and you know, I, I, she's just been had a good career, I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> regardless, she says, You need pips. I'm sorry? Okay, this next thing I don't recommend to many of my patients because, quite frankly, it requires a large inner world, which not many people have, but you certainly do. But, um, okay, have you ever seen Gladys Knight in the pips? Yes. Ever seen Gladys without the pips? I think. Well, let me tell you, she's great alone, but with them, another level. And why shouldn't she be? With that kind of backup behind her, it's bound to bolster confidence. Now, what I want you to do is, when you play your theme song, I want you to visualize your very own pips behind you. We're nothing together without trust. Now look, 
I played along when you wanted me to attack the baby. And you did, and I'm so proud. Who knew he was real, Fluke? Your very own Pips. An imagination is a terrible thing to waste. But so, Ali still looks very unsure. <laughs> well, to be fair to Ali, she's probably feeling a little bit burnt because she's got into a hell of a lot of trouble <laughs> yeah. with the last lot of advice she followed from Tracy. <laughs> to be fair to Tracy, I mean, it was very unlikely that that was going to yeah, happen. Who, who would, uh, literally, who knew? David was telling me. But apart from that, yeah. So I think, you know, she's probably feeling a bit tentative about following any more advice. But what can yes. go wrong by imagining Pips? Nothing. Exactly. So, so now we're back in court and Eva Curry is saying, I'm not accusing him of being a bad person. And Billy's like, then what is your accusation? And she says, look, the head of my company, him, he's a single man who likes to date, normal healthy sex drive, I guess. And women at my workplace prey on him and they get ahead doing so. And I've got a note here, it's like, wait, so he's the victim like the way that's phrased like because then billy goes by your own admission the women are the predators yeah and i'm just like this is a weird way of arguing this like yeah because it completely it like he's matter. the boss yeah it doesn't matter if the women approach him yeah. he is the boss in the position of power and to... he has the power to make this not be a not thing. Not be a thing, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not saying that he can't date people that work for him, although as we've discussed several times in this podcast, it does mean that there is a whole other layer that you have to be Navigate. mindful yeah. of as both parties. And be responsible but particularly about. the boss side of that yeah. equation. But he's not doing that at no. all. He's just letting the chips fall where they may and letting himself pretend that it's not his fault. Yes, yes. Um. So, yeah, or at least not not necessarily pretending but just not even having the self-awareness to think about it so Eva Curry's like it doesn't actually make a difference I I guess I have the same opportunity to throw myself at him but I choose not to and as a result I don't get promoted in I she works in an office where going forward or not going forward is connected to sex yeah with the boss basically so then the opposing counsel comes back and says well so he shouldn't date people working for him which is what we and and Eva says well I'm not saying that and I don't think we are necessarily saying that either and he's then the opposing counsel says well he shouldn't promote people he's dating uh, women he's dated um I don't think we are saying that either but I would say I think and neither does Eva Eva says I'm not saying that either Eva, 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 Eva. he's not saying that either. Yeah, Um, but it's just, yeah, uh, that doesn't mean that this is right. Yeah, it's Um, like because she's going, going after him physically seems to be my best shot at career growth. And I don't think that's right. And she's absolutely right. That isn't okay. Exactly. And And he's the man responsible for, or the person responsible for creating that dynamic. Yeah, like it is his fucking company. Like take some responsibility. Yeah. So then we are in a new scene and Richard, Georgia and Billy are coming out of the lift and Georgia's saying, I don't think this case is right. And Richard's like, we're in it now, bygones. And (laughs) And then Georgia goes, Richard, I'm sorry, I have a problem. And Richard goes, cramps. (laughs) 
And George's like, excuse me? And Richard goes, what, men can't cramp? Think women have some priority there? I can't tolerate that kind of gender bias, Georgia. And I'm just if like, If I were oh. John, I would be taking a moment. I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Richard. <laughs> I nearly had this shut as my objection. I nearly had this as my oh, objection. because I was like, so much worse. Yeah, uh, yeah I crossed it out when <laughs> yeah. I got later on in the episode. But, um, but yeah, George just kind of scoffs as Richard walks off because she's like, Ugh. and then she turns to Billy and says, Billy, isn't this lawsuit the most ridiculous thing? And Billy's like, no, the most ridiculous thing is that we might win. And then Oren Cooley like, comes in um, and then Georgia sees him and then she just goes, I think I need to take a long walk. And she like goes out, like she goes back in the elevator to go back to down. Go out. And I'm like, I don't get Georgia's problem here. No, I don't. Like, I'm I, like I've got a note going like, I'm sorry, am I missing something? Like I really, how can you listen to that woman's testimony in court yeah. and be like, that sounds like an absolutely fine workplace situation I would be comfortable sitting in. And then be like, see a little person and be like, well, this is too much. <laughs> like, I can't cope exactly. with this like, I've, I've hit my limit. It's like, first this woman's complaining about having to not sleep with our boss and then... I mean, she's and acting then, like... And then I'm seeing little people. This is just... Enough! <laughs> but she's acting like these things inherently in and of themselves are con- contributing to this like freak show environment, yeah. which I don't like that implication. No, no. And I know that the show likes to play on like the quirky yeah. and the like oddball type things yeah. that you might see in the world. And it does get more and more ridiculous as the series yeah. goes on and over the top. But at this moment in time, like that case on the face of it, it's an unusual situation, but that doesn't mean it's any less valid as yes. a cause of action. Yeah. I don't know necessarily legally speaking, but certainly from my perspective, morally speaking, yeah. it's completely fine for her to feel like I'm This isn't right. This isn't right and I'm working in an, a hostile environment for me to progress yes. in my career. Yes. And then the fact that there's a lawyer who happens to be a little person, like what has Just that got like, to do with anything? Yeah, like why has that upset you? Like it, it's just this whole like, well, these people just shouldn't be in a professional office. This none of these things should be in my professional well, life. Yeah, like who are you, yeah. NIMBY? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbie NIMBY, like yeah, Barbie. <laughs> like I just don't like it. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. Anyway. I agree. So yeah. So Ali is having a meeting with Oren in the next scene, which is why he was in the office in, in the, the first place, because he yeah. is perfectly entitled to be. <laughs> so they're discussing a settlement, and Ali is like, "Well, this isn't about settling because this... it goes on his record, and it would drive up his insurance premiums." And, and Oren's <laughs> like, "Well, he did run a stop sign." <laughs> and Ali says, a "Great phrase for a lawyer. I understand that you think he did, <laughs> but without witnesses." And, and he's like, "Wait." Just a second, are you denying liability? And uh, then again, another great loyally phrase, I'm not denying or admitting anything. <laughs> in fact, and then she goes, in fact, since I was a witness, I might have an ethical obligation to disqualify myself. And Oren goes, well, then why are you here at this meeting? And I'm like, good question, Oren. Like, why are you chairing this yeah. meeting? Like, yeah. it should be John doing all the work here. Like, not you. You're a witness. Yeah, John just said so. Not redoing things. No. Put his hands over his face. Um, and Ali's arguing, saying, I'm here because you're trying to take a shortcut to settling. And uh, and John's got his hands over his face and he's, like, singing a he's song. Like, da, 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 da. And Oren thinks that he hummed a Munchkin song. Yeah. And John's like, no, I did no such thing. And I was like, no, he didn't. And she says, look, any advice I give my client about 
about a settlement assumes that you can prove liability, I'm not convinced that you can, and since I am far from convinced about damages, we're not prepared to offer you anything else. And then Oren's like, you can't offer nothing, your guy ran the sign. And Ali's like, well, we'll pay your client's deductible, but if he isn't hurt, then we're not offering any more. Then Oren says, well, that isn't fair, and then starts crying. I know! And like, John, and John just looks really distressed. Yeah. And it's just like, and Ali's like, what? the fuck is he doing? And John's and like, he's, he's crying. crying, he's nine, we, we better, better get his mother. mother. <laughs> and Ali's just like, I'm sorry, and Oren goes, you hurt my feelings! <laughs> John's and like, then, I'll get his mother. <laughs> and then Ali's head is in her hands. Yeah. Um. So then Ali and Oren's mother are talking outside the conference room, and the mum is just going, well, he really just hates to lose. And John's like, Maybe he shouldn't be a lawyer. And then you see Oren just throwing a shoe in the corner. Yeah. Like, is everyone just throwing shoes now? Like, this is a trend. Yeah. And um, the mum's like, well, what am I going to do? He hates baseball and he's good at this. And Ali's like, he's throwing his shoes. And then the mum offers to like take him home. And Ali's like, no, no, it's not that we've got a problem with him like being upset in the conference room. It's just how can you let him practice law? He's a child. See, and this, I'm like, oof, like, ah, uh, criticising someone's parenting yeah. when you're not a parent, to their face, when yeah. you're not a parent yourself, it's, it's is a bit of ground. a no-no to yeah. me. I'm just like, especially when you've kicked some child <laughs> and then you're having a go at his mother for how she treats him. <laughs> but I'm just like, you really need Where to, like, step back. Get off, like literally. I'm surprised if I was the mother, I would I'd be like, blow up. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like. But the mum, to her credit, doesn't do that. She no. responds quite reasonably and just says, Look, children won't play with him and neither will adults. The only way he can get people to sit with him is by deposition. Have you any idea what it's like to be a child genius? It isn't fun. That just makes me really it's sad. It's really sad. And yeah. John's just got his hand over his mouth. Like, he's, like, clearly, yeah. like, I don't know, moved by the entire yeah. thing. And so Ali takes a different tack, and she decides she's going to go back into the room to talk with Oren, like, nicely. Um, and she goes in like a shoe flies past them. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, hold your fire, and she closes the door behind By her. remote! Did you notice that? Yes, I, I was did. like, oh my god, I think there was a time in the 90s where there was a lot of by remote things. That's not the first time they've used a remote door. Is it not? No, I've picked up on it in an earlier episode. I think it was one of the first couple. They, um, because that was when, that was before we'd seen the remote flush. And that was the beginnings of me being like, it was John who'd used it. And I was like, huh, he clearly likes things by remote. Like that. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's the first, I think... I'd attributed that to just John's yeah. quirkiness, but right. to see Ali using a remote yeah. door shutter, yeah. it's just really funny. So she closes the door um, so that they can have some privacy, which is a little questionable given his age, but um, yeah. <laughs> he, she's like, where are you? And you just hear from under the table on going, you're a mean woman. <laughs> um, and then Ali is like, uh, look, come out and listens to me, come here. She sits down on a chair and Oren comes out from under the table, he goes over and Ali just kind of picks him up and puts him on her lap. This is my... Objection! Because 
I mean, Annie's treatment of Oren, as we've discussed throughout this entire episode, has been problematic. Like, she's been really yes. looking at him and just been, like... Gobsmacked. Gobsmacked by exists. his very existence. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, where she picks him up and just puts him on her lap without his consent, mm. like, he's not a baby. No. He's a fairly he's a old child. child. And you should not be touching children... Who are without, not your own. Who are not your own without asking them if it's okay first. Or yeah. even asking if it's okay with their parents first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just think child... We're really just blasé th- about childhood autonomy in terms of what's okay to do. And also just imagine if it was a... If it was... If, 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 if male, it was a, a, man a, and a, a little girl. girl. Yeah, exactly. And, and the man has closed the door on little girl's parent. And then sat her on his lap. Absolutely. You'd I just be think, like, what? what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know it's completely innocent, innocent, but at the same time, what it's teaching Oren is as a child or as, and a slash or as a little person, people can just do what they want with your body. Yeah, because they can. Because they can and they're bigger than you. Yeah. And that's not cool. Mm, and Ali, yeah. to assume that, no matter how well intentioned, is not cool. Like, yes. there's this whole thing about, I hear a lot of people who are parents these days, one of the very first, uh, one of the ways that they're like, bringing them up that is very different to I think how perhaps my, our generation and maybe mm. slightly older generations were brought up, is about, autonomy over your own body yeah i think when we were growing up it was kind of like well you just do what grown-ups say yeah and like, that's actually a very dangerous method Thing to teach to teach a yeah. child yeah i'm not it's not about respect for your elders it's about you have a right to only do things that you are comfortable with and people do not have a right to touch you anywhere where you I don't want to be touched. i think it's really difficult with parenting and little children because you know there you have to balance that teaching that that message of you know if someone's doing something to you and you don't like it you have a right to ask them to stop, stop. and they should respect that yeah with things like but you do need to get dressed to go to play school. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah, it, sure. it, It's a balancing and act it, it, in that it's, regard. It's an ongoing conversation as they get more and more independent. But yes. Oren is 10 years old. Yes. Like, yeah. he can dress himself and do certain things for himself. And yes. He doesn't need people picking him up and putting him on his lap. Yeah, he is. I wouldn't he pick up a regular size 10-year-old and put no, him on my app, no. lap unless I was, like, I don't know, playing some kind of innocent game. And I would probably ask first because that's at the age where it is... Start yeah. then moving into sort of pre-puberty yeah, puberty where it's completely inappropriate yeah. to be doing that, yeah. let alone just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, as you get to that stage where they're more independent and able to do more things for themselves and you are not their parent or relative yeah. that has been entrusted by the parent to look after them in that way and do certain things for them, mm. that you do not get to touch them if you haven't asked their permission first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about inappropriate touching, as no. in, like illegal inappropriate yeah. I'm talking about any kind of touching yeah. it's just not cool no no I agree like I wouldn't do that to anyone no, I, I just, do it to a child I, I just think it's really yeah I think as soon as you change the dynamic slightly of this it really reveals it for how sort of inappropriate it is you know and you know there's a way of comforting him I mean all it would have taken is asking him yeah and do it would have all been completely do fine. Do you want? Do you want a hug? Do yeah. you want? Would it be? Would you feel better if I gave you a hug? Yeah. Or, 
do you want to sit next to me and I can give you a hug? Yeah. If you don't want to, you can sit here and we can have this chat instead yeah. or on yeah. a different chair. Like, like what, what do you want from me? Yeah. And sometimes I, I get that she's trying to steer the conversation and talking round. So there is a certain amount of... Uh, it's not just about asking what he wants. Mm. He's trying to impose a, a, a perspective that he may not have seen yet yes. to get him to come round. Yeah. So that does require a certain amount of just telling him things rather than asking if he wants to hear them. Um, mm. But you can do that without like touching him inappropriately without his yeah, consent. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point. And yeah. I just, I just was like, no. As soon as she picked him, everything was fine. When she was like, "Are you there? Are you coming out? Yeah. You know, you, I want to talk to you." That all fine. Yeah. But as soon as she picked him up and put him on her lap, I was like, "Nah, uh, girl, that is not good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not cool. Cool. So that's my objection. Okay. Okay. So anyway, her intention was to have. Uh, a discussion with him to make him feel better and to, you know, calm him down, I suppose. And she, so she goes into it and says, I, on with him on her lap, uh, problematic as that is, and says, okay, I don't know anything about child prodigies. The Mensa Club never sent me my application. <laughs> but I do know that you are too young to be exposed to lawyers, much less play with them. And I'm not saying you should go out and finger paint, but you are a child and if you're such the genius you should know that kids need childhoods and Oren's like I only plan to be a lawyer until I'm 12 then I'm going to be an ophthalmologist <laughs> and then Oren kind of leans back because he clearly just wants to be comforted yeah really. sort of rests his head um, which is very her. sweet and again yeah. if the child comes to you and wants to have a hug yeah Again, that's they're consenting thing. to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's different. It's yeah. just, it was just the act of her, I know we're going over old ground, it's just the yeah. act of her, like, putting him where he had not asked to be put. Yeah, you know what I mean? yes, yes. Um, and, yeah, and so then Ali rests her head on his head, and, and then Oren says, well, that's 75. I can sell 75 to my client. <laughs> and Ali, Ali just sort of pounce angrily. Yeah, like, like oh, little... <laughs> your little so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> so that end moment ended up quite sweet in the end because it was coming from a well-intentioned place. place. But I just was like... No. And, to, you know, and I can imagine that Oren has been treated that way his entire life and probably would continue to be treated that and way his entire life. Make it right, does just it? Uh, yeah, but it's it's that thing of like clearly no one has ever told him you can turn around and tell someone to stop picking you up yeah. like you're a baby. Yeah. Like you you are allowed yeah. to not have that done to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Okay. So the next scene, Billy and Richard are have their coats on, um, and they're at the courthouse, and uh, they're like, "Where is Georgia?" Yeah, Richard's like, "Where's Georgia?" <laughs> um, and Billy's like, "She should be here." And Richard's like, "I want her at my table, not only for strength. We need some estrogen." Uh, <laughs> like Richard, he's done this before. Yeah. Like when Ali first joined, he's he was like, like "I need, need some you estrogen yeah. at that table." Yeah. So. Anyway, so then basically Georgia walks in. She's cut all her hair off. She's cut her hair short. Yeah. Which I. How do you feel about Georgia's haircut? I think it suits her. I'm here I for it. it. Uh, yeah, I think it really suits her. Like, um, not that great. I had anything against her long hair. No. But I think it really. Uh, I think she's got a great face for a short haircut. I think if she wants to go and get a haircut and do On anything to her, yeah. she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, it's great. And I'm pleased for her. Yeah. Um, so, but Billy is like, what did you do? <laughs> and she's like, I cut my hair, do you like it? And Billy just goes, it's short. 
water, like and stating the fucking he, obvious. And then Georgia goes, oh no, I asked him to cut it longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Richard goes oh. to touch her hair slash neck area, saying, I think it's a good length. And George just catches her his hand and goes, if you touch my water, I break your finger. And Richard goes, it was just for luck. Bygones, caught, and like leaves. And, and I'm, I'm like, just no. Like, uh, again, I mean, we said this last episode, yeah. but why does he still think this is okay? It is not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Like, how are you not embarrassed by yourself? Like, I just... Well, this is Richard's MO. Just He's no never shame. Yeah. No shame whatsoever. I know. Um, so, yeah, but then, so Richard walks off to go to court, and before Billy and Georgia follow him, Billy's like, you really cut it. <laughs> It's like, you don't like it. And he's like, I do, it's a little radical. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, Billy, she hasn't shaved her head. I know, oh my God, that is the exact point. I'm like, it's a haircut mum's wear. It's not I know. Sinead O'Connor. It's like, <laughs> a little radical. Like, where are you from? 1952? Like, for God's sake. And George is like, I decided to take a wild leap. And she walks off. And then there were like... Quite a cold tone. Did you notice that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like rightly so yeah but i'm just like billy it just wants her to be this little like stepford wife dolly yeah that does what he says the an entire actual time. barbie doll and he's and the fact that she's like making her own decisions about cutting her hair without consulting him he's not said that that's caused him a problem but it obviously Clearly caused, caused him a problem. problem yeah and for me i'm like he's not happy about it why the hell is georgia with this <sighs> fucking idiot i mean i say this most this. days <laughs> but i Multiple just times. don't get it no she's given evidence after evidence after evidence that he's a fucking dickhead yeah. yet she refuses to like just be like you know losses. i don't need this. i made a mistake yeah we all do it and i'm better off with my new haircut walking out of it uh but yeah i mean we are where we are oh, so dear. then we have cowbells that start ringing and can i just scene. say Objection! To the next two entire scenes, like the next the two scenes. The entire scenes. The entire scenes. The entire scenes. <laughs> I object <laughs> to the next two. Are we scenes. just gonna have to play objection like constantly? <laughs> over the next two objection! 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 <laughs> okay, so basically, Richard is in court arguing this case. Objection! <laughs> Uh, would you like to, given that these are your objections, take it away? Right, so, Richard goes... <laughs> Do you need help, like, alcohol? <laughs> to I mean, to help if you. you have it, it would be lovely. <laughs> right, I think we should start drinking when we're doing these podcasts. <laughs> I think it would be great. Let's do that for season two. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Richard goes... Your Honour, personally, I hate sexual harassment laws. Well... Strike me down, like <laughs> Richard doesn't like sexual harassment laws. Uh, <laughs> the original force behind them were disgruntled lesbians who felt they weren't given the same opportunity to get ahead. I've just got face palm. Uh, yeah. And Billy and Georgia look down, like really embarrassed. And, and to, for the judge's credit, he goes, "Excuse me, disgruntled lesbians. Yeah. Lesbians started sexual harassment laws." And and then Richard goes, along with ugly women who are jealous because pretty girls got all the breaks in the workplace. If you look at the majority of women that bring these suits, ugly. <sighs> yeah. So and then the judge is like, and it's quite funny because Eva Curry gives Richard like a massive side eye at that point. Like, 
what are you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> like, I am your client. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then the judge goes, Mr. Fish, without going to the depths of where you've now taken us, how does this argument remotely support your cause of action today? So Richard says... So my cause of action is premised on the notion that women are victims, Your Honour. They need special help. When you look at the evolution of these sexual harassment laws, what we're really saying is that women should qualify under the Federal Disabilities Act. They are less able, they cannot cope with romance in the office place, they cannot contend with having to do a job and have a man smile at them. It's too much. Look where we are, Judge. It used to be quid pro quo. Then it became hostile environment. Now it's Seinfeld episodes. Women can't take it. They bruise. The laws of this land are here to protect the weakest and most vulnerable members of our society. She's a woman. Protect her. Uh, I, um, yeah, so... I, I, I just... I, I want to take a moment here. Several moments. Several long moments. Maybe we should just, like, pause for everyone to take a moment for 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> excuse me. Like, I just... I mean, basically, Richard sees women as disabled, is what he's saying. Uh, uh, uh. Do you think he's just doing it all for, like, show? No! That's the, like, awful thing, is I think he actually believes the shit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. I'm just... I'm just uh, by the way, I'm just... I'm not saying I agree with him, I'm just saying, pl- trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Just considering all possible angles... Yeah, he's a bellend. <laughs> That's the only... Um, those are all the animals there are. <laughs> okay. Oh, so the next scene, Richard, Billy and Georgia are in the lift going down from the courthouse in silence. And Georgia breaks the silence. Yeah. Her. She's like, did you really expect that to be persuasive? And Richard's like, yes. And Billy's like, she's a woman, therefore disabled. And Richard presses the stop button on the lift and says, Georgia, give me your shoe. I'm like, what is it with shoes? Um, and George is like, what? And he's like, can I hold it for a second? I promise it's not a fetish. <laughs> and then she kind of sighs and takes off her shoe and passes it to Richard. Yes. And he goes, why would a grown person walk on this? They are hugely uncomfortable. They make it easier to fall and they cause back problems. But hey, call it fashion. And then he sniffs the shoe and Billy like grabs it off Ugh. him and like gives it back. Um, and then he says, what person spends two years painting her face plucks her eyebrow hairs, puts silicone or saline into her chest. There's a name for this, woman. She does all these things because men, we like it. And I was like, no, 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 no. 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 That might have been the origin of some of those things, but it certainly isn't why a lot of women do them these days. And he says, don't tell me you're not disabled. No, he goes, don't talk to me about equality. Yes. Don't tell me you're not disabled. Yeah. And then, like, Georgia looks affronted and Richard starts to lift again and Billy smirks. And uh, Georgia looks well, annoyed. Well, no, Georgia doesn't answer back and is, like, pissed. And Billy's like, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, no. Fuck off, Richard. Like, oppression and being disabled are two completely fucking different things. And you know nothing about either, which is why you're conflating the two. Yeah. And it's just, it's insulting to women. It's insulting to disabled people. Yes. I'm just, and plus, uh, just on a, you know, basic, basic level, not all women do all or any of those things. Yeah. Like, so, like, <laughs> go fuck off. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I would say certainly... <laughs> Uh, by the time the 90s were around, 
Women may be painting their face and plucking their eyebrows and putting silicone into their chest and wearing high heels, but certainly not necessarily for men. No! Because they like it. Yeah! And that's okay. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's the patriarchy. Yeah. It's what we've grown up in. Yeah. Like, it's part of our oppression yeah. as a group of people. Yeah. So, oh my god. Go fuck yourself, Richard, hard, with a dildo, and never come back! Like fuck yourself so gently with a chainsaw, as they would say in Heathers. <laughs> That's brilliant. Have you seen Heathers? No! Oh, it's so no, good. No, you must watch it. Oh, um, just, I'm yeah. just so... I... Nah. Yeah, Ellen has got steam coming out of her ears. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to calm her down. I need a drink. <laughs> okay. We might have to take another moment. Uh, okay. So. Move on. <laughs> so Greg is at Ali's office with some flowers. And uh, he's talking with Ali because it turns out Ali is taking Oren to the aquarium. And he's like, you're taking him to the aquarium? He's opposing counsel. And Ali's like, he's also a child. I don't care if he's a genius. And Greg's like, well, what about his mother? And Ali's like, he tr she tries, but he won't go with her. He'll go with me. Greg starts laughing at her and he's like, you are something. Um, and he says, I wish I'd get you to take me to the aquarium. And then Ali's voiceover goes, that's an invitation. And then she goes, I'd take you. And Greg's like, really? And Ali's like, where to? And like, at this point, music like, has started. And Ali imagines these pips, which are basically like generated version, <laughs> versions of her. Yeah, like, like squished, squished together. Like, almost like, uh, you know when you go to fun fair and they've got those ridiculous mirrors that make yeah. you look like weird yeah. shapes and sizes? Yeah. It's like there's three of those, like, squiggly, like, as though yeah, they're really squiggly lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like three of them like side like appear beside her in the yeah. background um and they're like all clicking their like, fingers um and they're like and then she laughs like flirtily because she's like imagining <laughs> she's got this like backup like where oh. do you want to go and she's like and greg's like well where do you want to take me and ali goes maybe over my knee and then it's like and greg's like excuse <laughs> me and there's this like gust of wind and the pips like Vanish. dissolve and the music stops which is really like, funny how he's like acting horrifying <laughs> like i am a bit like greg like she's flirting with you like well, it, was, you... it was all gentle about going to the aquarium and then she was like and spank me <laughs> <laughs> like it was it did but go from was... like naught to 60 very but quickly there's a way of handling that without going excuse me <laughs> horrified like if he had a cup of tea he would have dropped it like joke um and then greg gets back to like the case and is like oh well, maybe it's time for me to turn over to my insurance and i was like well i'll get the numbers as well as i can and uh blah, blah, blah. and greg goes to leave and then ali before he, he leaves she goes she's like i'll let you know and he's like great and then he just like leaves it's like weird yeah like, i don't know what she was trying to do by stopping him yeah anyway so then one of my favourite songs of all time starts. Oh my god, it's one of my favourite yes. songs. I mean, I it's love our theme it. song. <laughs> Every night I hope and pray. Do you remember the Maltese? Yes, right? that's yes. how I know it. Because wasn't it on the 
wasn't it on our videotaped recording yes. of Robin Hood? Yes. 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 I, I love that album. I, I know. Love it. It's I so love good. it. Where she like dances with the guy in the poster. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. And he's black and white. He's yeah. Like, Aha. Movie yeah. Vibes. And but then yeah. it's all like fifties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so the song we're talking about is anyway. Dream Lover <laughs> by Bobby Darren originally, but that starts up. Vonda starts singing, singing it. Yeah. Um, in the like soundtrack, but then we get Ali a gift. Uh, to end that scene of Ali walking through the underwear water office this time. <laughs> you keep saying underwear instead of underwater. Well, maybe I just want Ali to be in her underwear. <laughs> so soon. Ever thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if she's doing what Tracy uh, advised she do, which is when she imagines that she's underwater, to walk, walk. through it. Yeah. So then that soundtrack carries over to the bar so we've got i just i do want to say like before we go to the bar I, I i do think like it is weird how like bloody jumpy craig is being like he, he reminds me of like a horse that keeps getting spooked it's really just cracking me up yeah it just just get so easily panicked and like shocked shocked yeah <laughs> sure so tracy is at the bar with ali and georgia and yeah and i'm yeah. like is i don't think this is an okay boundary to cross for your therapist to like come into your world like come come, come into my world <laughs> anyway <laughs> Yeah, sorry, yeah, okay. So, I don't know, I've never had therapy. I don't know what's a good boundary. Well, no, I don't think that... I, I mean, I think general... I mean, she's not a normal therapist. She isn't, and I... But I do wonder, is there not... I I don't know. I would have thought, like, it just... You meet in an... I don't know. But I, it just doesn't feel professional. Okay. Like, a good idea. But, like you say, she is an unconventional She's unconventional, therapist. yeah. So, they're at the bar, and Tracy's asking Ali why she let Greg leave. And Ali's like, well, what was I supposed to do? And Tracy's like, well, you wanted him to stay. And um, you think he really wanted to stay. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, what to, to do? do? How about say something like, stay? stay. And I was like, lol. Um, and Ali's like, don't mock me, Tracy. We're not in session now. And Tracy's like, you asked me to come and see your little world. So, here I am. It seems like it was a request from Ali rather than something that Tracy was asking to do. Yeah. So, I guess you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I, just I mean, don't she could have said no. I but, don't know yeah. what, you know, Tracy would gain from just spending a an hour with Ali in at the bar like, I don't see I don't know what but she insight says, she's gonna get she says anyway I've been listening to you and you and she sort of turns to Georgia Look on the other Georgia. side yeah. yeah and Georgia like frowns she's like you should make an appointment but we can discuss that later and, and Georgia goes, looks mildly insulted she looks, then she goes back to Ali and she says I can't believe what a wimpy little thing you are and then she goes back to Georgia and she says you too which we can also discuss later yeah. and Georgia's like this is your therapist um and Ali's eyebrows like raise which which is quite funny at that point. But then Tracy goes, A guy walks out of your office and you think that maybe you want to change toothpaste and you, Tressy, what about me? Oh, getting all worked up about this little case of yours. I mean, both of you, you can't stand being liked for your sex appeal and you can't stand not being liked for Don't analyze me. I am not your patient. I don't plan to be. Yes, you don't need me. All you need for a life change is a haircut. 
she wanted that. <laughs> Don't you laugh. Sorry. And then Tracy sees Renee dancing with some men on the yeah. dance floor and she says, Look at your friend out there. Now she's in charge. She uses her sex appeal as a power. She knows she's got it. She uses it and she gets what she wants. Oh, and that makes us stronger using sex as a power. Of course sex is a power. And it's ours. The problem with you two is you just assume it's the man's playing field when it's ours. And then the music changes. Ba, 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 ba. What are the chances ba, 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 ba. they start playing cufflinks? And Tracy's like, cufflinks, theme song. And then <laughs> Billy arrives and Billy's like, hi. And Tracy's like, hey, who are you? And Billy's like, Billy. And Tracy's like, ah, Billy, come then. And then she goes <laughs> and like, like, back into the, to the dance floor. Yeah. floor. yeah. And Georgia looks at Tracy and then she kind of gets closer to Ali and Georgia says, this is the woman in charge of your emotional welfare. And Ali just looks like she's going to cry because she like takes it over. <laughs> like, oh God, what have I done? But this thing of like the Tracy's sort of saying, oh yeah, no, sex is our power and you're assuming it's a man's playing field and it's ours. I really feel like this is 90s feminism. Yeah. Like, it's all just a matter of attitude. Yeah. Like, and it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's so much more than that needs to happen. Yeah. Like... I'm not saying women can't be sexual. No, no, sure. I'm not saying... I'm not saying what she's saying is a load of rubbish, but what I'm saying is it's missing... A, a lot of A points. lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, if you just act like Renee... Yeah, exactly. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that's not, that's not the case at yeah. all. Like, it doesn't leave you immune to being a woman in the world. Yeah. You know, and the things that can happen to you. And the institutionalised, like, misogyny and stuff yeah, that the patriarchy exactly. still upholds. Exactly. Yeah. Without changing the structural systems that uphold patriarchy, Yeah. you don't actually... It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter what you think. Like, it's the institutions, it's the power structure that has to change with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know? So... Then we're at the next day and we're in the office and there's a meeting, another meeting with Oren, um, where they're dis discussing. He's trying to discussing discuss settlement. settlement yeah. Um, even though they sent him away and John's with nothing. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. So Oren's like sixty is less than nuisance charge, and John's like, we're not, you know, we're not authorized to settle. And Oren's like, you are. No deal, biscuit. And John's like, Mr. Cooley. And Oren, like, climbs under the table. And, like, John's like, I don't like this tactic of disappearing under the table. You... <laughs> and Ali's like, come out, Oren. And Oren's like, I will when you make a decent offer. And Ali's like, come out. And Oren then goes, I may sue you. You kicked me and fondled me. And I was like, lap. I was like, right. <laughs> like, I know she didn't fondle me, but he'd be within his rights to be like, you picked me up when I didn't want to be picked up. Yeah, that was inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. Good that he called that out. Yeah. Anyway, Ali goes under the table at this point and is like, is this how you practice law? By extortion? And Oren goes, if it'll serve my client. Like I said, I'm done being nice. And Ali's like, nice? This is you being nice? You have been nothing but arrogant except when you cry. Yesterday, you almost breastfed. And I was like, Holy shit. I was like, that's like being mean about actually what ended up being quite a sweet moment. So yeah. I was a bit sad that she threw that back in his face because he was being vulnerable with her. Well, I guess she sees it as like, well, you've 
you've thrown the word fondle at me. But it was inappropriate, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, but she didn't fondle him. No, no, she didn't. But but, but I it's, guess it's that thing of he's like... He's got more of a right to be upset with that than it... I don't know. Plus, yeah. he's the child. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you shouldn't be rising to that bait. Yes. So Oren's like, take that back. And she's like, look, you want to play with the grown-ups in the real world. This is it. We don't fork over money like lollipops. You don't get special exceptions because you're tiny. And then you see John count down from three to one on his fingers. And, and then Oren, Oren starts crying. Starts bursting into tears. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So then we're in the court again and we're getting the judge's findings on what he perceives to be the kind of outcome of exploring yes. the merits of this case yes so the judge says i went home last night with one mission find a way to dismiss her preposterous claim yeah <laughs> like what about it right, yeah. but i failed and then richard goes yes thank you and he stands up and he goes trial date and the judge is like may i finish <laughs> and he's like oh yeah sure so basically the judge goes Though the current law does not really cover her claim, the spirit of the law is to prevent women from being victimised by sexually charged office environments. I'm just not sure she hasn't been victimised. Yeah. I think we need a trial to find out. And the gavel is gavel banged goes. and Georgia looks unhappy. But I'm just like, if I was the judge in that case, I would agree. Like, yeah. she definitely, it definitely is worth a trial. I really don't understand Georgia's whole attitude to this case. No. Like, I really don't get what her problem is. Yeah, so Richard, Georgia and Billy in the next scene come out of the elevator and Richard's like, you doubted me, maybe now you'll all stop doubting and George is like, yeah, great victory. Why don't we bust out the cigars or something else phallic? Yeah. And like, she's just really bitter about the whole thing. And because she says, you insulted women's rights. And Rich is like, how did I do that? And George was like, you made a mockery of the laws as a former real victim. Yeah, she right. She goes, you made a mockery of the sexual harassment laws as a former victim of sexual harassment, a real victim. And I'm like, oof. Don't go classing yourself as a real victim by comparison to others. Like, yeah. you don't get to decide who else has been victimised just no. because you've had something And it's not like there's only, like, you. a finite amount yeah. of victimships that exactly. go around. Like, exactly. And also... Someone else being victimised in a slightly different way doesn't take away from the fact that you were also victimised. Yeah, it's like, there are shades to this. Yes. And it doesn't make her any less of a victim and it doesn't make you any less of a victim. Well, Richard says something problematic back because he says, you Ugh. weren't a victim, Georgia. Your boss transferred you. He because was he was smitten. Yeah, you sued. That doesn't make you a victim. You seek cover in sexual harassment laws which creates victims. I wish you hadn't said uni movement in the same sentence as unisex. Oh, that was a reference to an earlier sentence which yeah. we mentioned. But basically, he, he, <laughs> he just goes like... to the loo. Um, so, yeah. And, then and I, I just really... Really, I've got a note here. I'm just like, I just really fucking hate Richard in this episode. <laughs> like, I really do. Like, I just think he's an actual psychopath. Yeah. I'm starting to think he's a psychopath because I'm just like, you have no empathy and no ability. You appear to have no ability to put yourself yeah, into someone else's shoes. shoes. Yeah. Like, the fact that people have to keep telling you to stop touching their necks yeah. because you get a sexual thrill out of it but you won't respect that yeah. person's right to not have their neck touched by you like it just like I just I am like are you a psychopath like yeah. are you American psycho like yeah and I also like fuck Billy yeah for standing there like a fucking lemon, lemon yeah when when 
uh, throughout that entire tirade when he knows what happened to Georgia yeah. and he knows it was wrong. Yeah. And he just he just kind of like stands there with this goofy fucking look on his well, face. Well, I wonder if it's because Billy's like, yeah, like... You see, weren't really hurt. Like, yeah, I think he's like, you were inconvenienced and it wasn't right, but was it really that bad? Like, do you know what I mean? Are you really a victim? A victim, yeah. And I hate that because it's like there are shades to that. Yeah. Like just because it wasn't like all out full on. Just because no one's happening. hit you. Just because someone's like not physically, not physically hurt, hurt you. you or doesn't mean that it's it, right. Yeah, doesn't mean that you're not uh, affected by something. No, absolutely. So then <laughs> new scene, Ali and Oren are at the sinks in the unisex. I think um, Oren is sat up on the and Ali is trying to give him another like nice pep talk by saying that you you know you're a child basically mentally you might be clever enough to be a lawyer but emotionally you run out under tables and cry yeah. and Oren's like you've never cried over a case and Ali's like that's different you're a kid um, and Oren says so what I'm not a man I don't want to be like one in every way it can be a child's world. And I really love, it's I've so got cute. a note here, that I really love that Oren has loosened his tie. It's like so casual, yeah. like casual cute. <laughs> just like, you're yeah. such a sweetheart. And then um, Richard comes in and he says, you might want to leave, this could be bad. And I was uh, like, Ugh. that's the downside of having a unisex. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then Ali turns to Oren and says, 35,000, take it or leave it. And Oren's like, is that because you don't want me to cry? And Ali's like, no, that's because that's what the case is worth no more and Oren agrees to take it to his client yeah. and then Ali finishes by saying you're right put off being a man as long as you can and then you hear <laughs> Richard from the stalls going mayday mayday <laughs> which is just like oh uh, no wonder uh, Rich, uh, no wonder John has a like flusher yeah. anyway I bet Richard is the sort of person who doesn't flush properly or, oh definitely or wash his hands sometimes definitely <laughs> Okay, so then we're in Ali's office and Ali and Georgia are talking. Yes. And Ali is going, you know, Oren is right. We're so busy trying to succeed in a man's world. Who says it has to be a man's world? Who the hell made up that rule? And Georgia's like, men. <laughs> so yeah. Well, they're basically having this, like, fucking men situated, yeah. like, conversation. Let's generalise about men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. No, but I have this this is what we're coming around to I think in this like new we talked about 90s feminism I would say the feminism of today is much more like well why does it have to be why do we have to fit into this world the yeah. world needs to change that's yeah. the problem yeah and so this is their like early realisation that actually yes yes no it's yeah, a man's actually. world and why who said that that had to be the case yes yes yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so Ali's like, well, forget it. Oren believes that he can even be a child's world. Why not a woman's? Tracy tried to tell me that. I needed to hear it from Doogie Munchkin in order for it to sink in. And I was like, what's Doogie Munchkin? I don't know, but I, I'm feeling that it's offensive. Yes. Just by the word Munchkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Georgia goes, I'd like to kickbox him. I'd like to get Richard in a ring and kickbox him. And I'm like, me too! We could all kickbox Richard. Um, and then Ali's like, who says Greg has to initiate? Why can't I grab a bull by his horn? And I was like, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and like... Georgia goes, you know what I hate the most? If we take a man to court, he just goes to his cigar bar and blows smoke out of both ends saying, 
damn laws. Those weak women use those damn laws. And, and then, then Richard yeah. comes in. And he's like, ladies. And George is like, the law didn't beat my old boss, Richard. I beat him. I took him on. I kicked ass. There is nothing disabled about me or women. And it is unacceptable for you to stand up in court and call women disabled. Unacceptable for you to sniff my shoe. And won't objectify people by their waddles. And they're kind of like ganging up on him and yeah. he's like backed up against the wall. And Georgia goes, I am not going to sit in court as token estrogen. I am not going to flirt with clients. You are going to start showing respect for us and this firm. You get that? And <laughs> like, I do. I'm also aroused. And they're like, ah, get out! <laughs> and Richard, as he goes, goes verbal spankings titillate. And I think this is where, yeah, I think this is what I'm saying about the kind of 90s feminism. This is where it falls down because it isn't just a matter of attitude. Like, no. Because they've taken that, they've had that realisation that they deserve a certain amount of respect. But if that if you can't, you have to dismantle that sexist power structure in order to in order to actually that. have that happen. Yes, yes. And you know, in uh, because in this situation, what Richard's been able to do is basically just belittle, be like, oh, and ignore guys, it. Aren't you guys cute? And aren't I getting aroused now? Yeah, you know? like and completely. Like, and he's the man in power. Yeah, so he's he the man in charge, and nothing will change. And walk away. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. So it. You, it's not just about, oh, well, actually, I've decided I live in a woman's world. Yeah. It's like, no, there's more to it. Yeah. Because you're going to eventually hit this barrier where you hit someone like Richard. Yeah. Who's just going to be like, oh, that was cute. Yeah. Hi. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, Richard walks out going verbal spankings, titillates, and Georgia throws her shoe as Richard leaves. <laughs> but instead... <laughs> It catches John who's coming in and Georgia's like, oh, John. Doesn't it like it? <laughs> well, then he like proper like topples over. Yeah, and he goes, please stop throwing shoes at me. Like <laughs> screams. And Ali just points at Georgia. Oh, like it was her. <laughs> and John just does his weird smile therapy oh again. Oh my God. Yeah. And Poor leaves. old oh, John. Bless John. He's getting all the shit that is shit supposed to be thrown at, uh, at Richard. Like, yeah. Um, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next scene, Greg is in Ali's office and Ali's saying to him that we've settled on 35. It's a good number. Your insurance company's going to sign off because it's within their limits. And unless you want to drag this out forever, and then she's like, what? Because he's looking at her weird. And mm. Greg's like, part of me wants to drag this out. And Ali's like, you're into dragging, aren't you? And Greg's like, excuse me. And then tries to flirt back he's like excuse me <laughs> but then she gets like the music and the pips happening again and she's like look there's something going on between you and me and it's making you uncomfortable and it's making me feel funny and greg goes oh well ali and then the music and the like, pips like stop, stop. <laughs> like pause they don't disappear they no. just pause and he's like i'm not gonna and no, then no, ali, ali goes no i'm not gonna let you double clutch and leave the room this time I'm not. And then and the, the music will start up again. again. She's like, let's just address this. And like, uh, Greg's like, okay. And she's like, we move, we stop, we move, we stop. Like, why? And Greg says, you scare me. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm not really surprised. And then, and then he's like, you've got these pips in the room. And Annie's like, maybe. <laughs> and he's like, he said, there's got to be some rule against attorney and client. And Annie's like, 
Probably. And then we hear the music go, Come and walk with me. And like, uh, it's uh, basically the song is Where Peaceful Waters Flow by Gladys Knight. Uh, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and Greg's like, This feels like right around the time I've been leaving the room. And Ali's, Ali's like, uh-huh. And she, like, comes round the desk. And she's like, you're not going to run out of this room. Which I was like, this feels a little bit rapey now. <laughs> yeah, and then Greg is like, I've never, ever kissed a girl I haven't at least danced with her. That's such a line. <laughs> like, shut up, But Greg. then Ali puts her hands to Greg's as the song goes... Swimming up. up to the surface, yeah. finally, of this underwater office. So yeah, so everything's going great guns yes. with uh, with Greg right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see like Greg and Ali like slow dancing in the office, and it kind of into melts the bar. Yeah, they start into dancing. Yeah, slow dancing, then slow dancing at the bar. Yes. Um, and Vonda's still singing, singing the Peaceful Waters uh, flow. Yeah, yeah. that is nice. Um, and, and we have um, Richard, Billy and John at the bar. Yes. Um, and they are, Richard is saying they'll settle by Monday. And Billy is like, say what you want about women's rights, Richard, but with you leading the charge, they're doomed. And which is like, nonsense. I'm a closet feminist. And I'm just like, A, no, you're not. why, A, you're not. B, why would you ever want to be a closet feminist? Yeah, I'm just like, you're not either of those things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, because the very next moment. Then, yeah, exactly. He just points out a woman that's come through the door and he says, Wassel. And he says, I give her a nine. Ugh. And Georgia joins them and says, a nine. And Richard's like, Georgia, hey, would you want to dance? It's a level playing field on the dance floor. And Georgia's like, sure, Richard, let's dance. So they go off and dance. I and would the women, not be dancing with Richard if the, I was Georgia. The woman that's walked past, I mean, maybe she's thinking she can, like, subtly kickbox moves anyway the woman that Richard points out walks past and John tries to smile his like courtship smile at her oh, yeah. and she doesn't know she doesn't just like walk straight yeah. past and then John says to Billy I'm troubled and he says my therapist she knows and Billy's like she knows knows what and John says that they'll eventually lead the women they'll lead <laughs> and Billy's like your therapist knows this and John's like yeah and she's telling them and she like indicates to everyone. <laughs> and it's like, and then Renee arrives and she goes up to John and she's like, come, come on, on you. you. And like beckons into yeah. the dance floor and John's like, troubled and <laughs> just leaves. It's like, why are you troubled, John? <laughs> I, I don't know, because I would say if, if anyone's trouble a, you? a closet feminist, it's more like John. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but then we get Vonda and the Ikets continuing to sing Gladys Knight. Um, Richard and, uh, sorry, Renee and John are dancing. Georgia um, and Georgia, Richard are da- dancing. Georgia, yeah, Georgia and Richard are dancing. And Ali Greg and, and Ali are having a great time because <laughs> there is some sexy dancing going on. I've just got a note that says, God, Greg, because I am so thirsty for Greg in this episode, especially at this dancing bit. He's very um, good at the dancing. Yes. And then Georgia, as you said, uh, dancing with Richard and she kind of she waves like, at Billy and Billy is at the bar and like waves at her like all happy. Like, Because hey. he's like, the women may be leading, but they're not yet. So I'm still in a pretty good place. 
And that is the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode, yeah. So, I mean, pretty, pretty hard going in many ways. Yeah, a lot of stuff where I was just like, you've broken my brain, I'm so annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at one point you couldn't speak. Retrial. So, um... We've got Eva Curry versus Mr. Tyler. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think I said this earlier, I don't think you can fit it, fit what is occurring in that office under sexual harassment law. Yeah. But it should definitely be unlawful. Yeah. Like, what is going up there is, like, really... It's just fucked up, and it's not professional and or fair. And the fact that her complaint is, like, treated as ridiculous yeah. throughout the entire episode by her own lawyers is well, really is confusing to me. Like, Mr. Tyler is for sure guilty in the wrong like he's in the wrong here and i just don't get george's objection it's mainly george's objection although billy was sort of backing her up a bit at all to suing them like why does she think that this woman doesn't have a case like i just i get that she there's no like precedent there's no like legal laws to protect that case but you should be able to hear that story and be like that shouldn't be allowed and so how can we argue this yeah Yeah. like there there is good like there and like when it comes out that her actual opposition to it was the fact that she felt it was making a mockery of real victims yeah i'm like how can you listen to that story and not think that she's been somewhat set back by yeah. the environment that this man has has cultivated yeah, yeah exactly i i just feel and think like... that that's like fine yeah and be like because the just laws like... aren't for her it's for other real victims yeah because i'm just like just put yourself in your in her shoes like you're a married woman you wouldn't get very far in that office unless you're willing exactly. to give this guy sexual favors so yeah you know how can you not see that that isn't just right the lack of female solidarity yeah there was a bit shocking i think from and also like just yeah i yeah the fact that georgia was the one that was so strongly opposed because to it. they then went to have that big like moment with richard where they were like we are strong we are women we do not deserve this shit treatment yeah but then also at the same time be like this case was ridiculous yeah I, it was a really odd really they didn't reconcile well no doesn't sit together very well at all unless you're like a man writing these women hmm (laughs) yes maybe that's what's going on because i don't think really because it doesn't make make sense sense. no no because especially she's she's fucking been in a hostile office environment like she like i just don't buy that she wouldn't empathize with this, this situation weird it's really weird Uh, So, yeah, I think we're both in agreement on that one. Yes. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Who are you, I mean, need to ask? Well, I, yeah, I, (laughs) shockingly, I'm finding Richard guilty. He's just a fucking vile human being in this episode. Yeah. Like, he is just, like, I don't know whether... His, like, new singledom has anything to do Maybe, with it. Maybe, I was just thinking that. Yeah, like, but he is full-on bellend this entire episode. Yeah. Saying the most atrocious shit. Yeah. And I just, um, like, he clearly knows nothing about women, nothing about disability, nothing about the experiences of either. No. Like, just, and I just don't have the words. Like, there's just so much... 
I'm just like, okay, I have a whole library of books I can give you that would explain everything that you're talking about. And it's just such And a... it's, it's called oppression. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> it's such a weird choice to have Richard with all his problematic statements in this episode and the way he chose to argue that case being the one that was ostensibly on the side of the person who we were also on the side of. But for me, I'm just like, it's just cynical. It's just Richard wanting to make money. Yeah. Like, that's all it is for Richard. That's all it ever is for Richard. No, it is. But, like, he could have argued... Like, we've said, there is a case there. But, I but think the way he chose too... to argue it is absolutely horrendous. But I think it's because he's so... I think it's because he literally has no idea what the other argument is. No. I don't think he understands the actual argument. No. So he makes his shitty argument. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Yeah. I don't think he actually understands the issues here at all. And I I just, I hope, it wasn't 100% clear from the judge in the, uh, when the judge gave, his decision on what he was going to do in terms of take it to a full trial. Uh, yeah. But it was like, I tried to get the feeling that he was trying to understand the merits of the case regardless of what Richard was yes. saying. Because he yes. saw Richard as ridiculous yes. and like, Rightly inc- so. incredulous at anything yeah. that came out of his mouth. Yes. It was almost like he came back from his like deliberation time being like, so I've had to do a good long think about it myself because everything everything that you gave me was a pile of pants and And he came to his conclusion that way exactly Um, and and came to the right conclusion that i i do think she probably has been victimized by this environment and we need to take this further no i don't think it has anything to do with richard's arguments that they won that yeah you know, part of the case. So my verdict is, I mean, can I have two? Uh, I guess so. I think we've done that before, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I just yeah. haven't done it for a while. Um, so first thing I want to give Tracy a not guilty for okay. just serving all the tea and <laughs> just generally being wonderful because she's not in it she for very long. so much fun. And, uh, yeah. spoiler alert, but um, I just want to give her something while she's, she's here. Right, yeah. And she, was, she gave some really good, strong advice in this episode. Yes. And I also want to give Greg a not guilty for his everything. <laughs> Despite ploughing into an innocent person. <laughs> I understand that you think that you did that. I understand but that you I think that But I can neither confirm nor deny liability. Well, Greg confirms it himself, so... Well, there you go. That makes him all the more amazing. <laughs> Just makes him even more dreamy. Yeah. Dream so lover. I hope that he looks like Greg <laughs> because I can't get him out of my head because I won't. Oh, Greg, Greg, my dream lover. I just love Dr. Greg. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I'm off to divorce my husband <laughs> and marry Dr. Greg. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, how did you feel about this episode? It was uh, jam packed again. I feel like we're having quite a few jam packed Yeah, episodes. I feel that way too. We've had quite a few, like, 
filler episodes. Yes. Like, like that the really last month or so. The, the sort of storyline. Yeah, like the yeah. early part of the year. So after all the Christmas episodes, yes. they've just been like, oh, these ridiculous like filler cases. But these yes. have been like some quite meaty. meaty. Yes. Like not in ter- only in terms of the cases of the week, but also in terms of like plot development yes. and like moving the characters yes. plot along. Agreed. Um, Agreed. There's been quite a lot to pack in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. How you're loving Tracy. How you're loving Greg. I mean, the answers to both of those things is Doctor, obviously yes, yes. Doctor Dreamboat. Um, <laughs> and yes, uh, tweet us at Bygones Podcast, uh, Facebook. Uh, we search for us on Bygones at Bygones Podcast, and uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Bygones Pod, mm-hmm. and even email us uh, Bygones Podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, and so. yeah, I guess we will see you guys next time for another Bygones episode. But until then. Bye, Bye guns. Guns. Every night I hope